Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking what we're grateful for, goal setting, and your vision. Boss lady. What's up? Happy New Year. Happy motherfucking New Year. (laughs) I want to kick this off. I want to talk some New Year stuff. I want to talk some resolution stuff. I want to talk goals, goal setting, habits, vision. But I want to kind of start this episode off with what we're grateful for from 2020. Okay. Well, you go first. What are you grateful for? Well, I think 2020 can be seen as a rough year and it is in many ways or was in many ways. And I think moving into 2021, there are going to be some struggles going into 2021 for a lot of people as well, myself included. But mm-hmm. overall, I got to say, it was probably one of the best years of my life. Ooh. Ooh. So it, <laughs> there were a lot of good things that came out of it, right? I set an intent a million years ago, right? And this mm-hmm. kind of ties into the resolution thing. Not mm-hmm. that I ever set it as a resolution in any given year, but. I said an intent a long time ago to create Eat Right Nutrition. I don't know if a podcast was even really a thing. It kind of just became a conversation later on. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity in 2020 to execute on a lot of those things. And the biggest thing for me were the habits that I developed that led to the growth of where I am now and the trajectory Mm -hmm. of where I'm going moving forward. Yeah mindset professionally there's a huge silver lining it was really you know we started a podcast yep everybody loves us because we're phenomenal (laughs) we're going on strong i'm super modest yep (laughs) and you know there's a lot of big things we created a a course that took nine months to put together yep and it's a six-week course we're doing a soft launch currently Mm mm-hmm to work out all the kinks before we do a hard launch. Yeah. And I I mean, that course was something from a previous course that I wanted to change and I didn't know how to change. And the going virtual was kind of came out of COVID, right? The ideas for going virtual on that course came out of COVID. And it was all of a sudden it was like, oh man, it's clear now of how I want to do this and how I want to run it. And then nine months later, we're pretty much done with it. We're doing the soft launch starting this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I just have to finish the finishing touches, the the PowerPoints for each week. 2020 allowed me to execute on something and it gave me the time and it gave me just that clear head and that clear vision of what I want for my future and what I want for my life. Well, that sounds like all good stuff to me. It's all great stuff. What about you? I think 2020 was great. I mean, <laughs> challenges to me are I giggle just because I feel like I've always had challenges every year. Like this wasn't any different in terms of challenges. It was just a different type of challenge. Do you ever see those, um, the snow globes? They like, it's like a, a, a scene. Yeah, you shake you it shake and the snow it. goes everywhere. The snow goes everywhere and then it falls differently every time. I feel like 2020 was a snow globe that got shook real hard <laughs> and everything fell into place differently than what you like, may have expected. I feel like that just makes you 
appreciate things more and it makes you, like you said, clear headed. You, you don't really have time to think, which sometimes can be a really good thing when you're making decisions. Sometimes you overthink and overthink and wait and wait and wait for like the right time to do things. And then the right time is 10 years later, or you just take action, make change. And nine months later, look, you see where you are. So well, the right For time me, being the right time being, I don't mean to cut you off, but the right no, time being 10 years later, that's like what I mean with the eat my nutrition stuff. Right. Yeah. And when I was in Boston and you and I were together in Boston yeah, and I was like, I'm going to New York to start this venture. I'm going to move back to New York. And then, you know, a year into it, you're like, Daron, come on. Right. <laughs> and then COVID hit and I'm like, all right, Daron, come on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, continue. No, but my point being is that when you think that you're starting something this year, you actually, in my opinion, started it years ago, but it actually, you know, came to life when your snow globe got really shook and it almost forced you to to utilize that time. I feel like any challenge that you have in life from a mindset standpoint, look at it like that, then you can come out successful. It may not be good in the moment, like 2020 has been hard. I really miss being able to see my girlfriends and I miss like the social aspect of 2020 has been difficult. I would say that's one of the biggest challenges. But the flip to that is, man, I've done a lot of Zoom parties and, you know, I have a, a call with all my girlfriends every Thursday night. We have a blast. So you you learn to like just keep things going and have a good time. So obviously the podcast for me has been the biggest success of 2020 just because I would never have done this <laughs> if you and I hadn't had all this time to chit chat when we first got, you know, when we first got furloughed from work and we had all this time on our hands and we were just chatting. I would have never have done this had we been in work full time and you were like, come on, let's do a podcast. I would have been like, absolutely not. I mean, I was absolutely nodding you when we had the time. <laughs> so I don't know. It definitely got me out of my comfort zone. So I'm doing something I never thought I would do. So that's definitely been success. And then just the simple fact that I still get to train and nutrition coach and do what I literally believe I was born to do for life. Um, the fact that I still get to do it has been a huge blessing and able to do, you know, virtual training and, you know, all the things that we had to switch to and times when we weren't in the gym and then back in the gym and some of my clients were ready to come back into the gym and some of my clients are still doing virtual. So, I feel a little bit still scattered, but it all works. You figure it out. I, I have had a blast learning new things. Oh, I mean, I learned a ton. I know how to edit yeah. a podcast now. And <laughs> and I sent an application for grad school. Yes. Amazing. And that is something that I moved to Boston with the intent do. on doing. And then two and a half years in Boston, I didn't do it. And then I moved <laughs> back here and I was like, all right, well, I got time. I'm going to fill out this application. and I'm going to get it done because the realization came of what, where I want to go and what I want to do like that has never been more clear. Yeah. And the confidence that came, I really, I have to say, so one of the biggest things that came out of this year is that when you go to work, sometimes you're just surrounded by negative motherfuckers. Like <laughs> you're surrounded by sometimes people and, and you fall into it as well. Like you fall into that trap. Right. And you talk yeah. about all your visions and all of your dreams and all the things that you want to do and the things that you want to achieve. And they get shot down by people that either don't understand it or are self-reflecting their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't really see it as that. Or I didn't really see it as that until I was removed from the situation. 
Well, this goes back to, I'm going to interrupt you. This Think of when we talk about daily habits, one of the things that I found very interesting just from a coaching standpoint with my clients for 2020 is when the snow globe gets shook and your normal daily routines get shattered, right? So you're saying you weren't around the people that you were around day to day. When you get pulled and ripped from that, you, you really start to realize or pay more attention to maybe how the reaction to people around you, your conversations, when all that shut off, or for me, you know, not getting up early in the morning anymore, I was able, able to come get up in the morning and eat breakfast at home. That was a big game changer that felt amazing instead of getting up at like 4.15 in the morning and getting to work and eating breakfast there versus now I get to eat breakfast at home. Those little types of changes, I don't know. I think you just start to realize maybe that's not the way you want to be experiencing your day-to-day habit. That's not, maybe that's not the way you want, maybe that's not the way you want to experience life. Exactly. But from a habit standpoint, my clients would be like, you know, I've been working out early in the morning and now that they're home working from home and we were doing virtual training a little later in the day, they're like, man, I have so much more energy for my workout. You know, I've been able to eat right after my workout and that feels so much better than waiting two hours to work out early in the morning, drive to work, and then they eat breakfast there. Like that whole idea of shaking up your day-to-day routine. I think there was a huge silver lining there. You start to really realize what maybe actually didn't feel good or things that maybe feel better. This allows us the ability to create new routines, new habits, play around with times to work out and your food and your sleep. Excuse me. Oh, I did a ton of <laughs> your sleep, like I, all that type of stuff. I did a ton of cooking and tried a bunch of new recipes yeah. while I was yeah. home. I was eating a lot more veggies because I wasn't mm-hmm. constantly like, ah, oh, it's eight o'clock at night and I got to cook and I have to be up at four thirty, five o'clock yeah. in the morning. Right. You know, I think the biggest thing was I almost felt like I went back to kind of childhood where I was in my head in fantasy land. And then because I was by myself in my own head and nobody to tell me otherwise, I was like, well, all these things are possible. Well, this is the creativity. The creative mind needs a break in order to experience. It is like playtime. You actually get a chance to create the goals and think them through and divide and conquer, like how you're going to achieve that. That's probably one of the biggest things missing in being an adult is like playtime. You know, we joke, I joke around with my clients about it. Like, what are you doing for play this weekend? And they're like, oh, like I take the kids here and I got to do this. And they're constantly running around. So there's no downtime from a mental standpoint. I know you like to snowboard. That's something you've been doing recently to clear your mind and have some time away. Well, the the snowboarding thing kind of was, I realized that I don't have bodybuilding anymore. I don't want to go back Mm -hmm. to that. I'm focused on the business. I'm focusing on a lot more things. I still want to stay fit. Uh, and I'm, I also got to enjoy more outdoor activities. Yeah. And the other piece to that was that I was so heavily invested in getting better as a bodybuilder that I realized that for myself to function and feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. I need to have something that I do that is physical activity mm-hmm. that I can strive to get better at. Right. A new a new task to accomplish and get better at. So I feel like all of these things with my clients have been what we've been talking about the most, like different routines, change of habits, different schedules. I also recently moved, which totally shakes your snow globe because, you know, just stupid things like where do I get gas in my car when I'm close to home now versus going to the gas station I always go to. All those things that you shake up and change 
it really gets you to, you know, have to step out of your comfort zone and find new things. And it, it can be really anxiety ridden at first. If you think of it in terms of a fun new challenge, I think it can really help to develop your skills to accept change and feel better about change and strengthen your no muscles, saying no to things that you normally wouldn't have said no to. Like all those things have come up with my clients. And I find that to be probably the most fun part of my coaching this year, finding new solutions to some of the problems or challenges that they face and then feeling really good about those changes. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, listen, COVID is still happening and it's still kind of, you know, a tragic thing. And it's something that we're battling through. I think that we're resilient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a ways to go. We're resilient, though. We're as as people, as as a country. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll we'll get if we can get through this, we can get through anything. Well, I think we can get through this. We'll get through this. I think we can get through this. I think the the idea to stay positive, be safe, be smart, focus on yourself, focus on getting better, doing the things that you need to do takes away from some of the the anxiety around it and keeping yourself healthy, which is what I keep bringing my clients back to. Don't worry about getting sick. Worry about staying healthy. Focus on those habits. You know, and- it's it's interesting. It's, there's a perspective. There's a perspective shift, right? It's a mm-hmm. perspective of like you realize that you get so lost in the day to day and all the things yes. that you're doing and you're almost kind of trapped. And then you you were removed from that and you have a second to just chill yep. and look at your life as a whole. And mm-hmm. for me, it was figure out what what you want. And th- life is short and you have to. Yeah, don't don't die with your goals. Like <laughs> I always say, right, just you, you got to crush it. You have to do what you want to do and live your life on your terms. Yeah, I think a lot of people have experienced that. Um, unfortunately, some people have gotten sick and, you know, there's been a lot of really bad things, but I try really hard to find the good in every bad. So, so I feel like to keep it positive, that's that's my angle. And now 2021 <laughs> going into 2021. Just building on the habits, building on continuing to build on the habits that in 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, mm-hmm. like that never ends. No, so, but wait, you. So that's I want to ask you this, because we've been talking, you and I have been having conversation about New Year's resolutions and whether you think they're successful, not successful. People should set them, should shouldn't set them. Like, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go into the statistics. Statistics say. Statistically speaking, 80% (laughs) of people fail and only about 12% of people report success or feeling successful in their New Year's resolution. Okay. And you know how much I love statistics. Well, that's why I said it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's that's why I said it in this voice. Because (laughs) Nicole is, oh, why do you always have to be about statistics? (laughs) Well, I just think, okay, that's a, that's statistically speaking, maybe true, but then I feel like that can be somewhat negative. Like if you told me, Hey, you only have an 80% shot or you no, you only have a 12% shot of being successful this year. I'd be like, well, damn, should I even bother to try if, but or, if you said you have an 80% shot of being successful, then I would be like, hey, I'll give it a shot. Or you can look at it from. So I look at it from a professional standpoint of why is that and what do I need to do to work with clients to make sure or to ensure that they are successful. Now, not every True. client is going to be successful, but if I can find the strategies based on the data, OK, mm-hmm. well, something's not working and then yeah. figure out what are people doing? 
and then connect the dots and figure out, okay, what can people be doing to improve their lives and their habits and to reach their goals for the upcoming year? Right. So when I look at the data, I'm like, all right, something's wrong. How do we fix it? Mm -hmm. You are a solution based coach, which is phenomenal. And of course, I agree with you. But for me, I try not to even tell. Well, not that I don't tell client statistics, but I, I probably would just say, listen, a lot of people, instead of saying a number, I would say a lot of people can sometimes struggle with a New Year's resolution. Like, what have you done in the past? What do you want to do for the future? And then how are we going to tackle those goals that you set for yourself or vision? Because that's an, something that we talk a lot about, too. So let's talk about that. OK, let's talk about goal setting and let's talk about. So well, what's a, what's the difference between vision and goal setting? Well, your vision, let's use 2021 resolution. Your vision is essentially what most people's resolutions are, mm-hmm. are their visions, not their goals. Right. So you're not goal setting for 2021 or for the new year if you're focused on your vision and what your vision is, is essentially it's the weight loss goal, right? I want to lose weight this year. First of all, that's not specific at all, mm-hmm. right? I want to get my dream body this, this year. That's not specific mm-hmm. at all. I want to look like the cover yeah. of the magazine this year. That's not specific at all. And I think what happens is that oftentimes people get trapped in the vision and thinking that they're setting a goal for themselves when they're really not. For example, let's say somebody even has something that's measurable. They say, hey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's all good. But what are the things that are going to get you to lose that 50 pounds? Right. Those are the goals that you're setting for yourselves. You're setting the things along the way that are going to get you to that vision of that 50 pound weight loss. Right. Focusing on the things that you need to add into your life to do versus the things that you have to take away or deprive yourself in order to reach that goal. Listen, I think people think about, okay, I got to lose 50 pounds. All right, I'm going to start doing. No, no, no. They go, I have to lose 50 pounds. And they go, I'm not going to have dairy. I'm not going to drink alcohol. I'm not going to miss a workout. I'm I'm not, not, not all the things that they're not going to do. Instead of focusing on, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to, and what we, you were talking about adding water every day, adding vegetables to my breakfast, walking daily for 20 minutes, Three well, times yeah. a week I, or whatever the those that's goals. That's the thing. That's the thing too. Is people just think like January first, which I, from my experience, there's a little bit of a lag time, where it's like people will be like, "All right, New Year's resolution," and then like two or three weeks later, they're in the gym doing it because they're like, "All right, next week. All right, next week," and that's kind of setting you up with the same habits that you had yeah. in the previous year, right? So, I think a lot of people just think that on day one they're going to change 30 different things about themselves. (laughs) Yes. Right. And I say about themselves. And I think that that's a powerful statement because Mm -hmm. you can't change 30 different things about yourself in one day. You've developed habits. Now, the way habits work is that they become embedded in your brain. Literally, they are hardwired into your brain through grooves that you've created. Now, let's say you hit the snooze button every single morning, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to hit the snooze button because you have a groove in your brain that you've constantly reinforced. Yeah, You're actually, when you're changing your habits, you're literally changing the physiology of your brain. Mm -hmm. You're changing the neural pathways of your brain. So if you want to stop hitting the snooze button, the solution is to stop hitting the snooze button and continue to reinforce that. Right. To set that one goal and you say, "Okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I'm going to do this for the next week. 
Yeah. Oh. Or move, remove your alarm clock and put it on the other side of the room. So you actually have to get out of bed to hit the snooze button. Yeah. Or it's like right. I say, well, it's like I say with people taking multivitamins, like, OK, you're not in the habit because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. You're not thinking about it because it's not a habit. So how do we create that? Put it somewhere. Yeah. Where you will see it first thing in the morning every day, whether it's on your nightstand, uh, the bathroom counter, the like right next to the sink, or if it's in the kitchen, right next to your your Keurig and you're making coffee, right? Right. Well, that's it's something that you that's the habit that you link to another habit that you already are doing that you want to keep. So if you drink coffee every morning and that's a habit that you're going to keep up with and every morning you go to the Keurig and you set your your coffee maker on, then you put your multivitamins next to the coffee maker because the coffee maker is a habit that you're keeping that you do every day. And so you link that to a new habit so that the vitamin is now something you take with your coffee. And so that habit stacker, however you want to call it, is a way to take a new habit, link it to an old habit. So it becomes part of that morning routine. Yeah. And then you different. do it day one. Right. You high five yourself for doing it. <laughs> you say, Seriously, you, you yeah. celebrate small victories. Yeah. And then you do it for a week. And then that's the achievement. And then before you know it, you've done it for a month. And then before you, you know, you know, it, you've done it for a year. You've done it for 365 days. Now you have a habit because now you have ingrained in your brain a new groove that says you you get up and you take your multivitamin every day. It's kind of With like it's kind of like habits. Like I, I want our audience to think about habits like this. How many times have you gone into the kitchen without the intent of opening the fridge? And all of a sudden you open the fridge mm -hmm. and you it's it's so automatic. You're on autopilot, right? Yeah. To open the fridge, look for a snack. What You're not even hungry. You're not even thinking about it. But your brain has this. You're habit. in there. It, your your brain is there already. And your brain is already like prepared to do this thing that you're not even conscious of anymore. Right. Yeah. So those are habits. And what we need to do is we need to just build positive habits. We need to not mm -hmm. like you said, we need to not think about the negative habits. Right. And the things that we're taking away, like I'm going I'm going to stop opening the fridge. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. You need to like I'm going to stop drinking beer. Stop focusing on what you're going to stop and start focusing on what you're, what, you're going, what you're going to start doing. The vision is the big picture. Yeah. The long term goal. And it should always be in your mind and it should be. That's your why. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you create a why around what your vision is. Right. Yeah. I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 50 pounds? I think it's important for us to now kind of dive into the why a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I want to lose 50 pounds. Why do I want to lose 50 pounds? Is it because my triglycerides are high? I'm yeah. worried about health my standpoint. Health, right. I want to live long so that I can see my kids have kids and I want to mm -hmm. be a grandmother, grandfather. I want to be mobile and move as I age so that I can play with my grandkids. All of these things are your why. And that is what you need to go back to when yeah. you're thinking, all right, why am I doing this? Like this day to day trying to develop these things. And why am I doing it in such a slow process? I think people mm -hmm. get wrapped up in, all right, I've had this goal for so long. I want to lose it now. And it's like, we've had that goal for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. The goal is not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. It, what's another year or two to get yeah. there versus I'm going to get there in three months. The why they fail is basically what you're describing. They have a big goal. There's no 
day-to-day change and they just kind of throw themselves into it and hope for the best with no real smart plan. The ones that are successful that I feel really do create long-term change from a New Year's resolution, which can be a wonderful way to kick it off starting fresh from a mindset standpoint. If you're focusing on the positive and you create these habits and you think of the big picture or the long-term vision, you start off day by day, little by little, habit by habit. I think people are very successful with New Year's resolutions. It depends on the person and it depends on obviously like we're talking about how you set yourself up for it being successful or you're setting yourself up for failure. But I I absolutely think New Year's resolutions can be really great. Every year at this time, I do a color, a word, and a goal. So you talk about a vision. So if I my vision for this next year is to get my deadlifts, I want to get to um, deadlift 185 pounds. That's just hypothetical, but that'll be my goal. I always would will put a a color to it. So I'd pick red, and the word would be fierce, and my goal would be 185. Those would be my three things. And I set that. I literally will write it everywhere. I'll buy red sneakers, red sports bar. I did. I've read it. I've written my goals on my shoes. Everybody that's ever worked with me has seen my (laughs) old guys are like, you're ruining your sneakers by writing all over them. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, oh, those fresh fresh new kicks. You just ruined them. (laughs) I had like a pair of Adidas one year. And I think every guy in the gym was like, why are you writing on those? But here's the thing. The reason why. I learned that when I was a dancer, I used to write on the bottom of my ballet shoes. So that's where that came from, from a a teacher that was really into goal setting. And she would say every step that you take in those shoes is a step closer to reaching that goal. And that's how you're going to envision that every class that you take, every across the floor combination that you do, you will get that whatever the goal was. And so I started writing it on my sneakers during years that I was having a lot of trouble, like focusing on the goal, like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I mean, everybody struggles just because we're fitness professionals doesn't mean that we're, we opt out of that. So I would write it on my sneakers and literally every morning that I walk into the gym, I'd be standing like in the stairs on the elevator. I'd look down at my shoe and I would see it. And and honestly, it works. It was a reminder. I'm like, okay, today's a day. I'm going to get closer to that goal. So I think you just have to set yourself up in a positive way. I usually do it the first week of January. I have to pick my goal, my color, and my word. And I like it for clients too, because if you pick a color, I'll set my phone screen to that color. Like I said, I'll buy a sports bra in that color, a pair of sneakers in that color, like something that visually will will remind me every single time I put on the sweatshirt that I buy, the sports bra, the sneakers, look at my phone. It's a constant reminder because to your point, your brain is on autopilot every day. And sometimes I'll stop to look at my phone and the color of the phone will be red. And I'm like, okay, come on, girl, you're fierce. Let's go. You got to get this deadlift. Did you deadlift this week? How many workouts are you going to do? What does it look like? Break it down, you know, things like that. So I do that with all my clients too. Right. And with that goal, it's you have to break that goal down, right? So if your goal is to deadlift 185 pounds, you have to break that down into what are the steps that I'm going to take and what are the mm-hmm. habits that I'm going to build and develop mm-hmm. in order to do that? Do I need to up my protein intake, which would be a habit? And that mm-hmm. is what you would set as your goal. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So how are you going to up your protein intake? You're going to break that down even further. You have to think really, really small in order to achieve the long-term vision. Yeah. So 
Okay. Well, I know that in order to have a 185 pound deadlift, first and foremost, you're going to need to create some kind of workout structure, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're barely working out or not working out at all now, the goal would be, okay, how many days a week am I going to set to work out? And it doesn't need to be five days a week, right? I've recently had clients, like new clients on board onto my schedule. And they're like, I want you to write me a five day a week program. And I'm like, when's the last time you worked out? And they're like, two years ago. And I'm like, I'm not writing you a five day a week program. <laughs> You'll be lucky to get to three. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm like, I'm writing you three, four days max. Yeah. I'm not, you're not going five days a week. You're going to rest. You're going to recover. You're going to build a little by little over time. And then the other thing with that 185 pound goal, like I just said, is that, okay, well, I'm going to need to build some muscle in order to build some muscle and get stronger. I need to get adequate protein. Yep, what is eat. adequate protein, right? So what does adequate protein look like for the day? Well, anywhere from, let's say, uh, just ballpark 0.8 grams to uh, one gram per pound of body weight. Okay. So you, let's say you're a 150 pound person and you want to eat 150 grams of protein a day, but you have to break that down even smaller. You're not just going to start with 150 grams of protein a day. Right. You're just going to say, this is what I do often with clients before I focus on quantity is I just focus on the quality of the meals that you're eating. And that mm -hmm. includes add a primary source of protein to every meal, meat, fish, poultry, dairy, and eggs. Yep. Add one of those or just add it to breakfast, right? Take it down even smaller. You go at your own pace. Nobody is determining what that pace is for you, but you also have to be realistic in that. Am I progressing in that pace that I'm going in? Yeah. So you can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a protein centered breakfast every single morning, and that's going to contain 25 to 30 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. And then just do that for a week and see how you feel about it. If yeah. you feel confident that you can take the next step and add it to other meals, then go ahead. If you don't give it another week mm -hmm. and that is your goal. And also, we got to talk about the smart, the smart criteria for setting goals. Yeah. We use the smart criteria and a, a lot of businesses like yeah. business Popular. planning, right? They use it in psychology. They use it with, uh, you know, with therapy and in nutrition coaching, we use it. And I've always used it in a group group setting. Mm -hmm. I have people fill out a form uh, or I'll do it in a one on one setting and say, OK, well, what are we setting as your goals? Now, your goals are separate from your vision. I want to make this clear. Your vision is long term what you want to hit. 50 pound weight loss goal, 185 pound deadlift, uh, 250 pound squat. I want to build 10 pounds of lean mass. I want to get to a certain body fat percentage. Okay, great. That's long term. What are the habit goals that you are going to set in order to get there using the SMART criteria? So for example, the protein example that we just gave, the SMART criteria says that your goal in order to be successful or to help you to be successful should be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time bound. So that protein goal, it's specific. That 185 pound deadlift goal is specific. Mm -hmm. I want to do 100, 185 pounds. Okay, great. How are you going to get there? Well, I need to eat more protein. Okay. How is it measurable? Well, I need to eat 150 grams of protein a day. You have to determine whether or not that's attainable for you. Yeah. Right. And you have to determine whether or not that's realistic for you. Mm -hmm. to really just be honest with yourself. Is this attainable, right? Or is this some ideological thing that just can't happen, which in the protein case, obviously it can. Yeah. And it has to be time bound. So I'm going to eat 30 grams of protein with breakfast every day for a week. Set it small and then build on from there. You know, it's, it's kind of like with my bodybuilding. You know, this month I'm going to do 
25 minutes of cardio every day. Mm-hmm. The second month in, I'm going to do 45 minutes of cardio. The third month in, you know, by, and then by the end of it, I'm doing an hour and a half of cardio a day. But I don't just jump in. Yeah, and do an hour a day. Yeah, I'm not just like jumping in head first and saying, I'm doing an hour and a half of cardio because that's what I need to be doing. I'm slowly progressing as I would approach the competition. My habits are because every time I would compete and then have an off season, my habits would change. Yeah, exactly. And then I have to reestablish those good habits. Mm-hmm. What would I do? Okay, great. I'm going to have X number of grams of protein. I'm going to have X number of grams of carbs. I'm going to have X number of grams of fat. I'm going to start doing my cardio. I'm going to start working out twice a day. But I'd build that up over time. Going back to being honest with yourself, like the, the smaller the goal, the easier it is to to do it on a consistent basis. That's the big thing. That's why I like the color and the word, because I literally would walk around the gym 10 minutes before I, I was supposed to work out when I didn't want to work out. And I'd be like, you're fierce, you're fierce. Come on, put my red sneakers on. And I'd be like, just go out into the fitness floor. You can just stand there and look at your phone. And if you really still don't feel like doing it, then you can leave. But of course, that never happens. The minute I put my sneakers on and I see the red, I get all fired up. I get out into the fitness floor. I stand there for a few minutes. I set up some weights. And then before you know it, I'm third of the way through my workout and I'm feeling great. So you have to continue to take action because we talked about this before to create more motivation. So those habits are action steps that motivate you to continue to take more action, which then continues to build more motivation. Yeah. And the thing that you mentioned with the shoes, too, is like that's the reminder of like, oh, I don't feel like working out today, but I just looked at my shoes and I have to I have to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's important that the days that you don't feel like doing it, those are to me are the most important days to do it. Yeah, because if you can do it on the days that you don't feel like doing it, that's what's setting you up for success. Then you Well, that's what's also it. sets you aside from the people that walk away and don't do it and then they don't achieve that New Year's resolution. The people that stick around and do it, even if you do, and I say this to clients all the time, even if you do the third of the workout and then you stop, you still got a third further than if you didn't do it at all. So, and that sometimes takes practice too. Like sometimes you do go in, you don't want to do it. You get halfway through and you stop, but then the next time you don't want to do it, you get all the way through. I think that is truly what sets people apart from actually achieving those goals you can't other- let yourself off the hook every time. Once in a while, fair, like we, we like to give a little bit of leeway and freedom. But I mean, come on, if you want the goal, a little bit of tough love, people, you, you got to kind of get into it, take action. And New Year's resolutions, I think, can be great as long as you set yourself up for success. So to wrap up this episode, 2021 vision, we're mm-hmm. putting it right on the map, baby. <laughs> yes, go after your goals. Don't let anything stop you. Take massive action and set yourself up for success. You can do anything, anything that you set your mind to. Except math. I can't do math. <laughs> I can do statistics. Don't set that as your vision for 2021. I, I can do I can do statistics. Statistics. <laughs> but I can't do math. Other than that. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We hope you and your loved ones are happy and healthy, and we Mm -hmm. wish you 100 years of success in anything it is that you want to do. And if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, share it with a friend, write a review, and you'll hear us next week.